We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show and happy Valentine's Day. Let's spread the love. You know, sometimes we get a little too wrapped up in some of the negativity in the sports world and all that. People get angry. But today, let's let's spread the love and let's let's honor the well, can I call it a holiday? Quasi holiday. I don't I don't know what to what to make of this, but I'm Trevor Lane joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, did you do anything for Valentine's Day today? I uh so my wife surprised us by coming home with some chocolates for my daughter and I from the store uh the other day so uh, we were caught a little bit off guard and didn't have anything prepared but she loves cookie cake so I was oh. able to get her a little uh heart-shaped cookie cake today uh while I was at the store picking a few things up so so I think I covered myself okay very nice. Well done. Well done. So my my wife and I had determined that we were going to do absolutely nothing for Valentine's Day. We said we said no dead set like this isn't a I'm telling you not to get me anything, but really <laughs> I want you to get me something like, you know how that goes sometimes. Sure. It was not one of those, uh, but I just so happened to have to make a run to the grocery store. And so I'm like, well, if I'm at the store, like I kind of have to get so, so I grabbed some flowers. So there you know, we, we went that we kept it, kept it pretty simple, but, uh, but I did that, but I'll tell you what, Perfect. Keith, going back to my previous life, back when I was a teacher, I used to do this day in history and I always loved Valentine's day because I got to put, put up the heading every Valentine's day, this day in history, St. Valentine was beheaded <laughs> and, and the kids are all thinking it's all hearts and flowers and all that kind of stuff. And then I get to tell this kind of somewhat gruesome story i'm not going to tell the whole thing right now people can go look it up if they want but nonetheless i'm gonna yes. do that as soon as we finish recording i'm gonna i'm gonna look up the history of that because that was that was one that had slipped my mind it's uh, it's yeah. actually pretty good and like makes some sense in terms of why we have this day and why it's perpetuated over the years and all that kind of an interesting story but again i i would bore some of our Listeners and viewers, we will try to stick to basketball as much yeah, this as we is, as This we is can not here. stuff you missed in history class. Podcast, no. Which is no. a phenomenal podcast that I like quite a bit. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll stick to stuff you missed around the NBA. That's right. That's right. And we'll start things off, of course. We'll start with the Orlando Magic and go yeah. get Patad's day. I mean, this is uh, <laughs> this is obviously the this is the the top level story here. But, uh, but the Magic make a signing. We do have some other ones to get into that might be a little bit bigger in terms of, you know, star power and everything, but still Orlando making some moves here. Yeah. After trading uh, 
Mobaba to the Lakers. They they needed another big, and why not? Right, if you're the Magic, these are the kind of moves you should be making. Sounds like it's a two year deal. Uh, it'll either it was reported as a team option for the second year. We'll see if that's a team option or if there's non guaranteed money. Often those terms are used interchangeably in reporting when there there is some slight differences on that. But we'll we'll find that out. But yeah, Batadze, you know why not? Right, if you're the Magic, take a shot, see if this guy can can pop and become something. He's only 23. Um, you know, he'll be 24 over the summertime. He was having arguably maybe, uh, well, last year was probably his best year, but this year he's playing pretty similar, just in very, very limited uh, appearances and minutes. So I don't know if there's anything to to this or not, but but why not? Right, if you're the Magic, just you know, take a shot and find out. If it's nothing, then fine, you move on. You know, all right, we need to get a better backup center to Wendell Carter Jr. in the offseason and go from there. And if, if it becomes something, great. You have a kind of a low class flyer. Yeah, absolutely. If you're if you're in the Orlando Magic's position, you might as well do stuff like this. It's not gonna hurt you. Give it a shot. Yeah. If it works, great. And if it does, and look, there's a it's a low risk, medium reward potentially, right? That's what you that's the kind of moves that you should be doing right now, anyway. Yeah. Um Steph Curry to be reevaluated after the all-star break. I would be surprised if he was back like right away after I think he's gonna be out for a little bit, but reevaluated anyway the Warriors need him back uh, as soon as they can they did hang on get a win last night but Mm -hmm. nonetheless they do need Steph back in action as quickly as they can get him out there but they also need him 100% healthy so we'll find out after the all-star break we'll get a better sense of truly how long he's going to be out yeah and to your point that was a needed win because everybody around them is kind of continuing to win games uh, on occasion and those teams that are right in that play play mix and then it's just you know it continues to be super tight uh, there in the western conference they're 29 and 28 ninth in the conference right now but they're only a game out of or a game and a half out of fourth so still you know hanging around in that picture but i don't somehow i don't think phoenix is gonna start playing bad again i think the Suns have turned that corner for good now as long as they're healthy and they'll they'll keep winning games but yeah if you're the warriors just keep uh keeping pace i guess is lack of a better term there while while steph is out and then hopefully you can make your run with 15 or so games left in the season and may make your run at uh you know pushing into that top six because if you're not in the top six you just made your path really really hard because then you got to win in the play in and you're gonna have to win all your series on the road that just gets really difficult they um the warriors it wouldn't shock me if they wound up being the team to make the Western Conference final, like a Warriors Phoenix matchup or a Warriors Denver matchup, sure. wouldn't shock me in, in the Western Conference finals at all. Even though they've kind of been, you know, down near the bottom of, of the conference, there's still that team that I think come playoff time could definitely turn things up, and especially with how tight things are in the West right now. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, and it's one of those things where you're looking across the court and it's like, man, now I got to deal with the Warriors and Steph for yeah. the next you know, two weeks of a playoff series, like that starts to get a little bit tough. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see how that all comes together here for them. But yeah, I think you want to get that top six if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's get to NBC. Could the NBA be heading back <laughs> to NBC? Can we get the theme music back? Yeah, well, I, that's got to be a guarantee, right? If not, right? like round bell rock, if we can't get round bell round ball that's like a tongue twister for me <laughs> for some reason yesterday was the boston accent slipping out and today i can't speak uh round ball rock coming back then why are we doing this right there's no reason to do this at all yeah 
Absolutely. This is the kind of thing that uh, that you need to get. Uh, you need to make part of the deal. You have to. It's just it's iconic. You have to have yeah. that. Now, what are your thoughts here? Because we've heard like Amazon, we've heard Apple, like an Apple has mm-hmm. MLS now, Major League Soccer. Uh, mm-hmm. We've heard, you know, some of these other companies, the ones that you do, may not you know traditionally think of with sports. We saw Amazon had uh, NFL Thursday Night Football this year. Like that bridge is starting to be crossed. NBC, can they ward off suitors like that? Of course, ESPN is going to be the. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts here on this supposed bidding war that could be happening here for the NBA's rights? Yeah, I think the NBA has been very clear. They're hoping to create at least one new package of of games somehow to somebody. Whether we it was a lot often assumed that would have been one of the streamers, but NBC um, in this report, this this I can't remember where this came out it was one of the business reporting uh sites um of sports but when it came out one of the things was nbc wants to use this to maybe uh put some stuff on peacock um i will hand up i'm a peacock subscriber solely for the premier league um that's the, the only real reason we have peacock here in the smith house so that i can watch premier league games so it's um I get it, right? If they they go that direction, uh, uh, what is it? YouTube is picking up Sunday Ticket from Directv, yeah. so that's yep. a big, major, major change there. So I think you're going to see the NBA start to split things off. I think ESPN, ABC will still be involved. I think TNT and Turner they're still going to be involved, and they have exclusive windows, so it'll either be hey, pay more to keep those really exclusive um, rights to just you two. Or, you know, we can keep doing, you know, ESPN does their, what, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday package, TNT. You can keep doing your Tuesday, Thursday, but that leaves us with Monday and maybe some Sundays. I know they, they do uh, you know, matinee games on Sundays on ABC yeah. on occasion, but, you know, maybe a Monday night NBA package becomes a thing or you know maybe it's a Monday and Wednesday night become a thing or something like that. Well, we'll see, but I think it's it's going to be really interesting to watch how this this uh, pays off. Now, I did have somebody say to me which was really kind of interesting was like I just hope whatever they do you can still get games on League Pass cuz they were like I don't yeah. want to have to add a whole other streaming service to not miss out on some stuff but if you're the company that's got a streaming service that's why you're kind of doing this right is to get people to buy and buy in an ad so we'll we'll see i'm very very curious to see how this pays out yeah i was going to say from a consumer perspective which is the perspective that most of our viewers and listeners are going to are going to look at this from is this a good thing I, i think my concern is oh my if this gets chopped up any further and next thing you know you have to have peacock you have to have let's say you have to have uh, was it Amazon Prime? You've got to have you've got to have a cable streaming option with TNT. You have to have you know all of the all of this different stuff. It it becomes difficult. It becomes more problematic to find the games, and I think that's not a good thing. The I, I think for me the ideal situation would be just give me all of the games in one place with no blackouts, right? And that's maybe that's unrealistic. But what are your thoughts for on from that side of things from the consumer's perspective? Is this bad or is this good? Yeah, I don't really love it from that idea. Like, I like being able to, we've all kind of come to terms, right? Like, I think about uh, on a Wednesday night, right? ESPN usually has two games. So, or Thursday, TNT has two games. But the rest, I can turn on League Pass, you know, and I can, or I generally watch more through through uh, DirecTV as our cable provider. Sure. So, but I get into the League Pass menu there, and then I can find all the games 
right there, right in one spot. And I can channel flip and all those things. If it's, you know, okay, well, these four games are on League Pass and these two are on national TV. And then these two happen to be over on Apple and those kind of things. Like, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of turning on and off a whole bunch of different things. And also, like, the thing they've not cracked for me personally with the streaming side of it is the channel flipping. Like it's just it's too yeah. hard, right? Because you're you got you're going in and out of apps and all those things. Now someone will probably jump in the comments and be like, "Hey, old man, you do it this way, and it's very easy." And you know, you know, this is get with the times, and that's great. You know, teach me, educate me, because I would love to know. But but that's been the, the thing where I've been kind of lost. Uh, well, with that is is that's also part of why I haven't cut cut a. Uh, you know, cut the cord. I also have mostly stuck with cable too because it's just it's a little more reliable, even with DirecTV than uh, you know streaming tends to be. Sometimes, and I hear all these horror stories every year. First couple nights is you know oh we pass mobile is broken or we pass yeah. you know uh, streaming is is broken and down and those are the things I I never quite frankly had to deal with watching on TV. So yeah, I get it though, right? This is just where this is going. It's just gonna be something we're gonna have to adjust to and. I think this is where it goes. And I mean, it's going to bring more money into the league. And uh, I know it's another story related to this is the NBA is basically their experts are saying they're probably not going to triple their media rights package. They'll probably more like double it, but still, you know, even if you land double two triple, you know, somewhere 2.5 times what it was, that's still a ton, ton more money yeah. uh, coming into the league. And, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be continuing to do, do well with this and we'll ultimately see where it goes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Oh, 
damn it, we're only going to double our money? Come right, on. I know, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But, but, you know, this has been something we've been talking about, about, you know, what this is going to mean. Because there is a, a domino effect here where more money coming in means more to the, the BRI, which means the salary cap goes up. Um, yep. So are, is this something that, like, do you think teams have made any kind of moves or anything like that in preparations for it tripling and now find out it's doubling and they go... Oh no, I, I don't feel like we're at that point, but this is something teams are going to have to keep an eye on because there is going to be an impact on exactly what the salary structure looks like. And of course the new CBA is going to be a, a you know, major component to that. Yeah. Those are the two things that are going hand in hand. They're obviously going to get the new CBA rules here early, earlier than the TV deal, because that that's happening right now, right? They're, they're negotiating the CBA and, and I, that got pushed back again, which I had some people got nervous, but that's actually a good thing that they're still working on it. There's nobody's thrown their hands up and said, no deal. And, you know, strike lockout, whatever you want to call it coming right down the line. Like, like this is good news. So we're in a position though, with this stuff, where as we look at it, it does turn into, all right, well, what we end up, but coming with this is, yeah, you got to start planning your moves out. Now, the league is pretty good about providing teams with estimates. Usually they kind of give them, all right, here's what next year, maybe the year after will be. Um, and this will be something where where you'll have a bunch of the uh, team cap experts as well working with the league's like legal entities and that to say, all right, what are we really kind of looking at? So they're not going completely blind, but there could be some errors in planning, you know, where it's, well, we thought the cap was going to be you know, 170 million and now it's 155 million instead. Yeah. And, you know, we, we extended a guy, we maybe would have been a little more uh, cautious on with that. But I think for the most part, teams will be really smart about how they handle this because they'll, they'll, they'll have pretty good stuff to work off of moving forward. All I know is when the cap goes up, Lou Aldang gets like $80 million. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what happens. So that is true. Gonna have to and Timofey Moskov, don't forget. And Timofey Moskov gets like $64 million. Yep. <laughs> how crazy. It's tough. I, I've made this point before, but how crazy is it that we're years removed? I mean, years and years, what, like five years yeah. removed from that? Maybe more removed Seven. from that? And right. that is it? And that the cap has gone up a ton since then. And those still look horrific, those <laughs> deals. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, those weren't good in the time. They've not aged well either. No, no. Um, okay, back to, to some transactions here. Uh, Mac McClung yeah. um, signs a, a two-way deal with the 76ers. Uh, the, the Thomas and Mac McClung Center in, in Las Vegas, as it was for one for one magical summer league for, for Mac McClung that uh, he, he's a lot of fun to watch play, but Keith, I, I, we've, I think we've talked about this in reference to Mac McClung before. Is he that proverbial for a guy or can this be finally his, his breakthrough here with the 76ers? We'll see. I, I, I think he probably is that guy. He's probably a little too good for the G league, not quite ready for the NBA. Um, not clearly going to see a lot of time with the Sixers. That's a you know high end team that's going to be making a run do what they hope will be very deep into the playoffs. So so we'll see with this one. But this is you know just kind of making an adjustment. And I think the Sixers saying, "Our right, we're okay up front now. Uh, what we could really use is another guard." But they got Jalen McDaniel's uh, at the trade deadline, so we're pretty good on the wing uh, with him coming in. He can fill in on the wing. So let's get one more guard, one more ball handler in the system, and then we'll move it forward so yeah i think you know we'll see i'm not expecting much they, they they've been 
I can't swear to this, but they've been definitely on the lower end of two-way usage this year. Some teams have used their two-way players very heavily. I think the Sixers are pretty low on their two-way usage this season. Yeah, so probably not. And and it makes sense. More of a veteran team looking to win right now and you know, and all of that. So um we'll see what, what Mac McClung can do there. All right, let's One jump thing to-, to keep an eye on. I said this the other day with Quentin Jackson of the Wizards, and it did turn out to be a two-year two-way. Some of these later two-way contracts turn out to be two years because what you're really doing is you're bringing the guy in now with the idea of now we're locking him in for next season. And then that gives you a summer league body already in place, a guy you could kind of really now we can really get working in our G League system and our NBA system and see if there's something there. So wouldn't shock me if when this one comes to fruition, if this is a two-year two-way. Good point. Good point. Something to watch for potentially. I love that the words summer league are already starting, starting <laughs> to be, be mentioned here because that is so much fun. And they're being uh, mentioned in the Smith house. Cause I think I'm, I'm hoping to make my triumphant return to Las Vegas all right. uh, this summer, but alongside you, maybe we'll do in studio in person shows if possible or something. That's we'll right. That'll yeah. be a lot of fun. We'll be over at the, we'll go ahead over to the blue wire studios and, and get some stuff done there for summer league. It is a okay. blast. We're definitely going to have to do that. Um, all right, let's finish things off with Charles Bassey to the Spurs on a four-year deal. Typically, you don't see four-year deals going down this time of year, <laughs> but the Spurs, they've got the kind of room to make stuff like this happen. And I would imagine when the details come come out, we're going to have at least a few of these years are, are non-guaranteed. Yeah, my guess is what the Spurs did is they used some of that leftover cap space. This is a two-way player that they've had. Uh, People may remember he was with the Sixers uh, previous, Mm -hmm. and the Sixers had to make a cut at the end of the preseason, and they waived him. The Spurs brought him in on a two-way. Big guy with a ton of potential. Uh, They don't have a lot up front after trading away Jakob Pertl. It's Zach Collins and kind of piece it together behind him a little bit at the center spot. So now Charles Bassey, my guess, is going to come in. He was, uh, again, another one of these two-way moves and probably gave him a nice little bump in salary this year using some of that leftover cap space. Uh, Spurs were still sitting on about $20 plus uh, for after the trade deadline. So Give him a bump here, get him to add on a couple years. Like you said, probably at least two years of those are going to be non-guaranteed. But the Spurs will retain a little bit of control uh, moving forward, get a real nice look at that Charles Bassey over the next couple of seasons, likely on the cheap, uh, and see you know what he can do to f- fit in there um, you know, with that team. And this will open up a two-way spot. He's going to fill the spot that was open when Stanley Johnson was waived. Uh, Stanley Johnson, I'm keeping my eye open. Five o'clock just passed here on yeah. the East Coast. Did he get claimed? Yeah, I'm waiting to find out if he got claimed off waivers because I think he was a good opportunity to be claimed. Well, do a quick little Lakers note on that. Not eligible to return to the Lakers. We get asked that question quite a bit of, you know, why don't the Lakers just go get Stanley Johnson? Can't because he was traded to Utah and then waived by Utah. Had Utah traded him to a third team, he would have been eligible. But since the last team he was traded from was the Lakers before he was waived, not eligible to return to the Lakers for a year. So that's uh, why why they will not be claiming him, nor will they be signing Stanley Johnson uh, this season. Yeah. Again, they are, they are the last team that traded him. And because the way it's worded, that's, that means they're not able to sign him. Um, Speaking of which, though, signings and all of that kind of stuff, the buyout market, I'm expecting this to continue to heat up. There's still some interesting names out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've talked about Will Barton. We've talked about Kevin Love. Um, There's a number of players that that could get bought out in the coming weeks here. So 
something to keep an eye on. Uh, and then, of course, the big one, Russell Westbrook. Where where does he ultimately land? We're going to be keeping an eye on all that kind of stuff. I know a lot of fans have been asking, hey, who's the next guy on the buyout market? And this is, this is all going to start heating up around this time of year. It's right after mm-hmm. the trade deadline. That's when stuff really gets going. So, again, that's my long-winded way of saying subscribe to the NBA front office YouTube channel as well as the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts, because we're going to keep you up to date on all of that stuff, what's going on in the buyout market, who could potentially sign who, and uh, and all of that. I really think, and we've talked about this before, Keith, There, there's the potential for this to be a more, not super impactful, but a more impactful buyout market than we've seen in years past. Yeah, I think so. There, there's definitely going to be a handful more guys that are going to pop free. We'll, we'll see. Time buyouts kind of come in waves. You get the initial guys that were um, either didn't get traded at the deadline or were traded, obviously, in moves that were more cap related uh, for the team acquiring them. Those guys get bought out and go. Most of those guys, so the guys like Reggie Jackson, Terrence Ross, uh, uh, Danny Green, those guys are all clearing waivers today. So my guess is we'll start to hear probably sometime within the next hour or two, we're going to start getting some of those uh, tweets coming out from teams that are, you know, we have signed player for X because sure. they've now cleared cleared waivers uh, with this. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out but for sure. But yeah, we're in a position where it is, um, you know, got a lot more to go and bio season will last about two more weeks because it's uh, March 1st. Everybody has to be waived by in order to be eligible for the playoffs. So we'll see. There tends to be two, usually one or two that come in that last week where it's like a team traded for a guy and it's like, yeah, we played him for a couple weeks and then we all kind of agreed. Ah, this probably isn't where this is going and that then that guy gets set free. So we'll see how that all kind of comes together here over the next couple of weeks. But well, as it does, we'll, we'll cover it all for you. That's right. That's right. We will. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Have a very happy Valentine's Day. Till next time, see ya and stay safe. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.